1: today on an all new doctor Phil no one was prepared you're a cop. for this shocking revelation and you are a heroin addict
2: heroin you have no idea cuz your dad how much hurt that just caused
3: he deceived her family
1: anybody that will use a mother's love to get drugs that's terrible now comes the moment of truth i've thrown in the towel i want you to pick the towel back up cuz you're going to need it let's do it If we're gonna do something here that matters, then we gotta deal with the truth.
0: Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. If
1: I can help get this family back on track, are you willing to do that? Ready, three, take it. This is gonna be a changing day in your life. Well, for those of you at home, we shoot the show out here in California, in Los Angeles. And when you think of our neighboring Orange County, California, you immediately envision pristine beaches, sprawling hills, layered with beautiful and immaculate homes, filled with picture-perfect families, right? Well, my first guests live in this beautiful community and fit the image and facade that comes with living there. But their life is far from perfect.
2: If you were to see the way we live, you would think that our lives were pretty much perfect. From the outside, we look pretty much like the perfect family.
0: Tiffany's had a drug problem uh, with OxyContin for about four and a half years. I honestly thought she had beaten the OxyContin addiction.
2: Being a police officer and knowing that my daughter engages in illegal activities, such as using illegal drugs, is very embarrassing. Tiffany's been to rehab numerous times, and unfortunately, each time she's failed. No parent likes to admit the fact that they may have a child that's addicted to drugs.
0: Tiffany has a problem when she's using the drug that she turns into two different people. She's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. She'll be talking to you fine and then she'll turn around to somebody else and pretty much just rip their head off. I'm fed up with Tiffany. We've tried everything we can to give her what we can afford to give her. One of my worst fears is coming in and finding Tiffany dead.
1: Look, there comes a point, Ken, Susie, you guys love this girl, right? I mean, this is your daughter and, and you love her and she has had a rough go she's made some bad choices, and she has to own all of those choices. But I wanna be very real about what happens when we're dealing with somebody with a drug history. It doesn't happen in isolation. You are not responsible for her doing drugs. You're not responsible for her doing drugs. That's not what I'm saying at all. But when you have a young person with this kind of history, they don't do it in a vacuum, they do it with their family around them, and your reactions, have contributed to it, either positively or negatively. And I want you, before we even start, before we even talk to her, I want you to grade your own papers. If you had this to do over again, Ken, what would you do differently?
2: I think if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably put more of an emphasis or focus in keeping my first marriage, obviously, together. Um, Or staying married to Susie back years ago when I made the choice to leave. Um, Today, I think, over the course of the last four or five years I've made choices in terms of probably um, enabling her to to do things that that she shouldn't be doing, and that's by financially supporting her in ways that I probably shouldn't, um, giving her money, buying her car, and uh, just a host of other other things like that, I suppose.
1: When you say that you have enabled her, that's kind of a buzzword everybody uses, but you get (laughs) what that means is by you financially giving her money particularly on the heels of her crashing in an effort to get her back up that you are empowering her to self-destruct do you get that that yes because you say well but I mean she's in the she's in the ditch here I got to get her out of the ditch no Hmm. it's in that ditch that she may face the fact that she has to make different choices but if you come along and she totals a car for example and you buy her a new one then listen, kids learn what they live. That's a bad fact, right? And and you thought she was completely clean until we called you and said she had written us and said that she wasn't actually clean. Right. So how how did you miss this? Has she been out of your orbit? Has she been no, away actually, from you? Actually,
0: she she had just been in a in a rehab center and she checked herself out. She wanted to come home because she was hurting so bad with a migraine headache. And the facility wouldn't give her aspirin. She wanted just a Tylenol or something for the headache, and they would not give her the aspirin.
2: So, so that's the story she told
1: us.
0: That, that's what I think. I don't know any different than that, but that's what I okay, thought. But
1: let's assume that's true, and I think that's complete crap. So... But let's assume for argument's sake it's true. Mm-hmm. So she checks herself out AMA. Mm-hmm. Um, so these professionals... You know, doctors, nurses, psychologists, psychiatrists, addiction specialists, all, they don't know anything. She knows she needs an aspirin. Right. So she's leaving. Mm-hmm. And she comes where?
0: She calls me to come pick her up. And you? And I picked her up.
1: And take her?
0: Back to her boyfriend's house.
1: Okay, so you're her taxicab.
0: Well, she basically told me if I didn't come, he would come when he got off work. That was just the point. Did
1: you that- think about calling him and saying hey? We don't need to be doing this. She needs to stay right where she is and not have an, a, a ride. This, this crisis may pass. No, I'm
0: sorry. I didn't think about okay,
1: that. and, li- and Listen, I, I get it. I'm a parent and, and now a grandparent, and I, I get how hard it is, which is why I'm talking to you first. Ken, sure. you say you've gone into $40,000 debt for things knowing that she was an addict. Uh, 15000 on dental school after she left rehab the first time, right? She's never completed a rehab, right? She's left early. Okay. Car accident. You suspected drug use, and I think that would be a pretty good guess. And she totaled a car? Yes, sir. Um, so there's a good chance she was driving under the influence. Yes. Fortunately, she didn't kill herself or anybody else. Yes. But she totaled a car. Yes. And so you just bought her a new one. Yes. You know, when you hear it like that, it sounds, when you put it in, you it connect does. the dots. Even
0: with the headache thing, you know what, I never, yeah. I never doubted her for a second, I, really, I didn't, I didn't.
1: Yeah, that's why we're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because <laughs> I, I can tell you when she's lying, it's when her lips are moving. I know that. Okay, yeah, know. now, <laughs> she was gonna be prosecuted for writing bad checks, so you bailed her out. Right? Yes. And what do you suppose she was doing that money She's writing bad checks for? Yeah, Yeah. okay, you still financially support a car insurance, cell phone, health insurance, I mean all all of these things, and then she comes and says, you know, I need money for hair and nails and that sort of thing, and you give it to her. That's what I mean, enabling's kind of a, you know, it doesn't sound real bad, you say it real fast, but what it actually amounts to is you've got somebody out here that is on self-destruct, Right. and in order, to continue that self-destruction, she needs funding. And so y'all make sure she has it. And I have to tell you, that is no different than if you went and bought it for her and gave it to her. Because that's what you're doing. You're you're just not doing the pickup, but you're doing the financing. And she calls you out of rehab and says, come get me. Mom, come on. Why do you suppose she called you?
0: Because she knew I'd come and get her.
1: You reckon that she's learned that she's got you under control. You will, you will do what she wants you to do.
0: Absolutely.
1: So that has to change. There's nothing that I can do to help your daughter, who we're gonna meet here in a minute. There's nothing I can do to help her if you guys continue to do what you're doing. If you do what you're doing, I'm, I might as well thank you for coming, wish you the best, refer you to a, a good funeral home and sends you on your way because she will die and you will be guilty in your own minds and hearts for the rest of your life simply because we've had this one conversation. You didn't choose the drugs, but you're either gonna be part of the problem or part of the solution. I want you to be part of the solution. We'll meet Tiffany after the break.
3: Tomorrow on an all new Dr. Phil. His eBay ad compared his car to his wife.
1: The car has never seen snow. She can be as cold as ice. It's funny. You didn't think so. Not at all.
3: This isn't a marital spat.
1: You're helping some lady get a breast augmentation operation? I know, it looks awful.
3: It's a battle of the exes.
1: There was a woman wearing my fur coat on his cell phone. Actually, it's all she's wearing. Then on Friday. Some of these moms participate in mother-daughter pageant.
4: When they both go for the crown, it won't be pretty. You're being a psycho, crazy pageant mom is what you're being. That's Friday.
1: Well, I'm here with Ken and Susie. They are divorced now, uh, but they are the biological parents of a, a beautiful daughter, Tiffany. Um, she has a history of drugs. Now, they believe that she has been okay and off of drugs until she contacted us. She wrote into us and said, look, I'm, I'm living a lie here, and I, I, I need help coming clean, confessing where I am, talking about what the truth is. Um, so let's bring Tiffany out so you can meet her and add her to this conversation. Tiffany, Dr. Phil. How are you? have a seat right here. Um, you wrote me a letter. Why now, why me?
3: Because um, I watch your show like every day. Um, and I've seen you help other families and I didn't really know what else to do.
1: So you know I take this very seriously. Well, Tiffany said that she's been lying to her parents for the past year. She says that she is ashamed of where she is and what she's doing. Let's take a look.
3: My parents have no idea that I'm using heroin. I'm really scared to tell them. I switched from Oxycontin to heroin. My body is sick without heroin. I've been to rehab three times. All three times I didn't finish the program. Right now I'm spending up to $100 a day on heroin. All my money goes to drugs. I'll be borrowing money or getting money from my boyfriend saying I need gas. I pay no bills. My boyfriend pays for our housing and my dad paid for my car and my cell phone. Using drugs has made me become a liar. In order to get money from my mom, i will say I need gas or money to eat. I've stolen money from my dad. I've stolen 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. I feel like I live a completely double life. In the morning, I drive all the way to the methadone clinic to get the methadone, and then I drive to get heroin, and then I try to make it to work by 9.30, but I have to get that just to get through my day. I am gonna drive real quick um, right now to go meet um, so I can pick up uh, some heroin. On my lunch break, I go out to my car to use heroin. I don't even eat lunch on my break. I feel guilty and I feel like I'm wasting my life. I feel like I'm not ever gonna accomplish anything. I'm so, 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 so scared and I never thought my life would end up this way. I don't wanna do this anymore. It's always like this, running around and back and forth. I have to go get something just to make it, you know, through the day.
1: So dad, share what's in your heart.
3: I'm sorry.
2: Really? I can't even talk.
1: So I just talked through the tears, it's all right.
2: Heroin? Oh man. I don't know, I don't know what to say. And honey, that just, that just, you have no idea, as your dad, what, what that makes me feel. Or how much hurt that, 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 just, that, that just caused. You know, and some of the things that you just said. Regarding your stealing and, and, and doing what you're doing on your lunches, just living a lie like that?
3: <laughs> half the time in the morning when I go, I just do it to feel normal. Like, it's not fun anymore. It's not. Like, people think, like, oh, doing drugs, fun, friends, partying. It's not. It's my survival. It's to function. It's... To feel normal, to go be able to take a shower. And to go to work and make it through the day without being really, really sick.
2: See now, and I don't understand, Dr. Phil, where she's coming with feeling normal and stuff. When you get sick when you've done the detox a couple of times, that's what you're talking about? Yeah. But yeah, you've you've you failed rehab twice because you've chosen to take yourself out of rehab. Really?
3: I didn't give enough time for... It takes, like doctors have told me that it takes like up to a month to feel normal. For your body
0: to feel normal again.
3: And I gave in because I just wanted to feel normal.
0: <clears throat> I'm, I'm in shock. I didn't know that she was still doing this. I thought she was fine. I
2: mean, she got a job working at another dentist office. Not too long ago.
0: Right when she got out of the rehab facility. Yeah. She went right away and got a job, so she would pacify us, make us think that things were okay. And
2: she hasn't come around my home because of a relationship or lack of with her stepmother. And, and that's I was told
0: I was not
3: welcome in your home.
2: You're, you're not when you're okay. under the influence or using no, drugs. No,
3: you guys thought I was clean, and I was told I was not welcome in your home. And you did not know that I was using. Well,
2: I knew the other day after you The other your, day, yeah. no.
3: I was told I was not welcome in your home. When you guys thought that I was clean.
2: No, but when you came to the home and you, weren't, you were told you weren't welcomed, it was because how you acted at the house and disrespected... I'm not
3: talking about on Sunday. Okay.
2: I'm talking back when you disrespected Christy by yelling at her in our home and acting the way you did. me. wasn't just me. Regardless. That's what you're, you okay. can't come into our home and talk to Christy like that and expect that you're going to have open arms when you come through the door.
3: This is the problem. They think that we have family issues because of the drugs. Just of the drugs. We do. No. They're,
2: they're, that's a cop-out, Tiffany. No. Yes, because when you're, when you're not under the influence and you're, you're, you're a pretty young girl that's sober, we never have issues or problems. Other than you're going to, I know you're going to resort back and you're going to say it's because... because We've uh, always
3: had issues with my stepmother before drugs. Are you kidding me right now?
2: Are you, are you kidding me when you said that you haven't had a relationship with Christy before?
3: she's helped off, you detox. On
2: yeah, it's on when you want on it, to and, know, and it's off when but you're when you're having
1: issues.
3: That's not true. Well, I'll tell true. you
1: what. We're going to take a super quick break here, and we're going to add this stepmother, Christy, and we're going to talk this out and figure out whether there's a plan we can move forward here when we come back.
3: I definitely think my stepmom uses my drug use to keep me out of the family.
4: Grow up, Tiffany. If you're not going to care for yourself, then no one's going to care for you.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth. But when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, Essential Television. starting tomorrow. This
1: is the face of someone that's I know I have to walk away because even if you don't mean to hurt me, you very likely could. Some of these moms participate in mother-daughter pageants.
4: You're being a psycho, crazy pageant mom is what you're being. She gets upset that I get attention over her. We fight every day, and I don't want to do that with you anymore.
1: You did sexually molest your little sister, correct? Yes. It's like casual. Let me tell you, there isn't anything casual about molesting an eight-year-old child.
3: She has tried to set my husband up with other women.
1: Did you put him on a dating website? I did. I hate my daughter-in-law. They're young and obviously so in love. The problem is he's a married man and he is not married to her. You want to leave with her husband.
3: She does not give him the love that
1: he deserves. <clears throat> You're offended at her? still talk to the guy you had the affair with? Well, I don't think it was an affair. If y'all got together and you drop the linen and start grinning, that's an affair. All this November
2: on Dr. Phil.
3: I feel like my dad chooses my stepmom and my half brother over me all the time because he got remarried and even before I was on drugs, they never would call me.
2: Unfortunately, because of the drugs, we don't have a relationship like we
3: should have. I lived with my dad for a little while. He basically just said, you know, the only way you can live here is if you're clean. He would drug test me, so he knew. And he kicked me out.
2: Tiffany's addiction has had a major impact on my relationship with my current wife.
3: It says on this page that I'm supposed
4: to, at this age, give her a car and pay her cell phone and pay her
3: insurance and make sure she has money in her pocket all the time. My dad tells me all the time, oh, you need to be stronger, and what you're doing is stupid, and you're just weak-minded.
2: I love Tiffany like no tomorrow, but I don't want her in my home unless she's clean and sober. She needs to be locked down. She needs to be taken away from her friends and deal with her issues.
1: Well, Tiffany's stepmother, Christy, says she does not want Tiffany in her family's life and says, and I quote, It's a sigh of relief knowing Tiffany is not walking through my door to visit. Take a look.
3: Me and my stepmom do not get along at all. I feel like my dad has changed so much. My stepmom has changed him. It makes me hate her. My dad has helped me a lot financially, but if I go to his work to have lunch with him, he won't tell her. Like, it'll be a secret from her because she'll get mad or get jealous.
4: I feel that Ken favors Tiffany over myself, and it's hurtful. When it comes to Tiffany, Ken will put everything on hold for her.
3: I definitely think my stepmom uses my drug use to keep me out of the family.
4: Grow up, Tiffany. If you're not gonna care for yourself, then no one's gonna care for you. I believe in tough love, and she doesn't like that at all. I think Tiffany has been at the point where she will pretty much do anything that she needs to do to get her drug.
1: Yeah, hate's a big word. You just said, I hate my stepmother. Do you hate Christy?
3: No, I don't hate
1: her. Why did you say that?
3: Because I'm hurt. I feel like I don't have a dad anymore because of her.
1: Christy, what do you think about the relationship you have with Tiffany? Is it strained? Yes. You're you're happier when she's not there because of what she brings, what she introduces, and what is that?
3: This is
4: the thing.
1: Let me ask Christy. what, what, What does she bring into your home that makes you glad when she's not there?
4: Um, just, Ken and I will argue and fight, um, negative, um, it's just not a happy, for the most part, it has not been a happy situation when she's around.
1: Do you resent your father because he divorced your mother mm-hmm. and left you? Mm-hmm.
3: He traded one family in for another, even before my drugs. She is said... I am jealous of you and your father's relationship because me and my dad weren't close growing up. This was when I was, like, 14. No drugs. Okay. So we were close. Like, I was the only girl. We have a different, we're going to have a different relationship than him and my brother's. It's different, you know? And she's always said that she's jealous of that. If I go have lunch with him, he can't tell her. One time, I was getting my nails done, and he was with me. And he got a pedicure, and he couldn't tell her. Why it, is that? It's, it's not that because, I can't. No, it's not that I can't fight tell with her. You, you she, can, she, she but will it'll spark a fight.
2: It, she, it, and You it, avoid it, the fight because she brings up valid concerns or issues about you when we're together. My giving you money—did did you give her money? And, and you're right. I, I have sometimes not been honest with, with with my wife Christy because of our relationship. And I and I and I again apologize. She she knows. I've, I've given things to you that I really shouldn't do. Both your mom and and Christy have said, you know, why? Why, yeah, why, why are different. you doing these things for her?
3: That she can be like, oh, I believe in tough love. Like,
2: <sighs> well, tough love? I, obviously, like, she's got she's she's been uh, right though. Okay. I mean, but
3: it's like, I feel like I have a mom, I have a dad. Like, I don't need another tough person on my case every day. Like.
2: Well, well, you can
3: be my stepmom, and she's like, I want to be your friend. The like, problem is,
2: is we haven't but, been, been as tough as Christy.
3: No, but I'm not going to. Our, with our relationship, how it is, like, I didn't grow up with a stepmom, like, knowing, like, oh, my, my second mom. Like, it wasn't like that. She came into my life, and I was like, oh, say hi to your new mom. Like, my right. dad told me, I'll never get remarried. I'll, I'll make sure that you guys, like, say it's okay and like her and approve. And you went and got engaged and didn't tell us, okay? I remember, we're engaged, coming home. Okay, she got pregnant. The way I found out, um, I'm sleeping and my dad comes and wakes me up and this is when I was like 12, 13, 14, I don't know. Hey, by the way, her family's coming over today. So just a heads up, she's pregnant. Like, are you kidding me?
2: I honestly
1: don't remember that. You don't
3: remember anything though, I do. And it hurts. You don't remember nothing.
1: Is that your theory of why you've chosen to uh, medicate yourself?
3: No, I don't blame that on anybody. What do you blame it on?
1: Because that's what we're talking about here. The fact is, you are a heroin addict, and you did heroin today, correct? This morning. You've done heroin this morning, before you came here. we will be right back. Closed captioning provided by. The fact is you are a heroin addict and you did heroin today, correct? This morning. You've done heroin this morning before you came here. Okay, so this has got a grip on you. If you don't do it again soon, you'll start to react, correct? If you don't have a, a, a fix before the end of the day, you're going to start I'll be sick. You're, you're going to start getting the flu. You're going to start getting real sick. That's the point that we're at, guys, and you say, you know, I thought she was fine. I, I don't know if you thought she was fine or you just desperately wanted her to be fine but she's not fine, and there's a lot of family that goes into this. Do you support her getting sober, getting clean, getting her life together? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, here's the thing. When you're a heroin addict, you kinda lose all credibility on everything else, but when you take that away, there are gonna be some family dynamics here that are loose ends and ugly they're gonna have to be dealt with and you're either gonna be part of the problem or you're gonna be part of the solution. And I'll promise you, if you ever, ever, ever do anything to come between this father and his daughter, it will wind up biting you really bad. He will resent you for it for the rest of his life. Because if you want a relationship with your husband, you will support his relationship with his children. (laughs) And and vice versa. I mean, you'll, you'll support her relationship with her mother. And, and you will support her relationship in, in treating his current wife with dignity and respect, whether you like her or whether you don't. I don't know how y'all get along. I don't really know of one thing in this family that's working well right now. It's just like we're in denial here. It's just like look straight ahead and there are no problems on the sides, but there are. And if you don't think that heroin addiction is fatal, let me tell you, it can be fatal. This has disaster written all over it. Do you see why I talked to you before we brought her out? Because if we continue to do what we've always done, where you get into some kind of treatment somewhere or whatever, and then you decide, well, okay, I wanna feel normal again, so you come up with some excuse to walk out the door And and you answer that call and go get her and bring her home and just tuck her right in and here's 60 bucks. Now go get your nails done. Mm -hmm. You saw her doing her nails on the video. Sure
0: did.
1: That's her doing her nails. Do do you not resent her using you and playing you for a fool all this time? Mm -hmm. She knew you loved her. She knew you were committed to her and she used that against you to deceive and betray you. Your mother has said, and I quote, I will drop everything, and she emphasized everything, if she needs me, 100% accessible for her. I want her to know I love her. And you know that, and you use it to stab her in the back, and shame on you for doing it. Anybody that will take something as pure as a mother's love and use it to get to drugs and betray her, that's terrible. She says, if you can't afford to eat, she will cook for you. She takes you to the methadone clinic. She, I mean, oh, come on, I just, you know. That is what I think of that. That has to be over. That is the relationship you have had. It is now shut down, it is ripped in half because if they're not willing to do what I am asking them to do, I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. Because you need somebody to tell you the truth. And the truth is, you are a spoiled brat, Missy, and they have spoiled you. And so you come out here in your self-righteous, sanctimonious way and criticize the manner in which they parent, and the fact that your father deceived you, you're the biggest liar in the building. <laughs> Do you get that? Don't roll your eyes and look at me. I'm telling you the truth. If I—if there's anything I'm telling you that won't withstand challenge, then bring it on. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I'm telling you, you're the biggest liar in the building. Now, you tell me I'm wrong.
3: I know I am. I'll be right back. Tomorrow on an all new
1: Dr. Phil. You're helping some lady get a breast augmentation. It's a battle of the exes.
2: There was a woman wearing my fur coat on his cell phone.
1: It's all she's wearing. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by. You're the biggest liar in the building. Do you get that? Don't roll your eyes and look at me. I'm telling you the truth. If, I, if there's anything I'm telling you that won't withstand challenge, then bring it on. I wanna hear it. I wanna hear it. I'm telling you, you're the biggest liar in the building. Now you tell me I'm wrong. I know
3: I am. Well
1: then why are you rolling your eyes like some I entitled little brat?
3: I wasn't rolling my eyes. Uh,
1: okay. Does it seem like I know an awful lot about y'all's family?
0: It sure does.
1: Do you, do you know why I do? There are two reasons I know. One is, y'all have been very candid and forthcoming. And the other reason that I know so much about you is it's like looking through a picture window. It is so transparent. Lassie could figure this one out. <laughs> you buy her a car after she totals it on drugs? Dad, I, <clears throat> come on, you, you've gotta know, when you look at that 2020 hindsight, as they always say, you look back at that, you think, you know what, I just loaded the gun and gave it right back to her, right?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have any excuse for it other than, you know, you don't,
1: you don't need one. Yeah. What you need, you don't need an excuse because you love her. I get that. I, I do. And, and I, I respect you all as parents. I do. Which may sound funny because I'm saying you have doing so much wrong, but your intention is good. But you are so misguided. And do you see, no matter what I was to do with her, If you continue to, oh, I'm accessible 100%, just call me, I'll pick you up. Hungry, let me fix you something. Here's 60 bucks, you know, go do this. Need a new car, here you go, no problem. Steal from me, I'll look the other way. (laughs) There would be no reason in the world for me to do it. You, You see, I take a very different approach to this than you do. My approach is that you call a spade a damn shovel. And I'm saying, that this is a spoiled, entitled heroin addict that expects you to bail her out and -hmm. and let her abuse herself in a way that Mm -hmm. is is life-threatening. That can't happen, it cannot happen. And if you can't come over to my side in the way this is handled, then there's no pointing us going forward. And
2: we're there, trust me. On your side. (laughs) This is this, don't know what else to do, Dr. Phil, that's why I'm here. I, th- I mean, I-, I think I mentioned I've thrown in the towel. I don't I
1: don't know what else to do for my daughter I want you to pick the towel back up and put it around your neck because you're gonna need it You're gonna need it. I, I need you I Need y- you're a cop. Yes, sir. I need you to bring the professional skepticism To this that you would if you picked up one of these people's kids and you know what if you love her and I know that you do. So and no, I believe no that you do as well. I think you've come to know this child, and I think you love her. She needs to know that this is the last time around the track. That You're not going to do this with her anymore. Right. And so I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm going I'm to dismiss you all right now. I, I want you guys to go back to the green room without me. And I want you to have a conversation among yourselves back there. And you're either gonna come back out here and tell me that everybody's on the same page here. No more coddling this kid. She goes where she needs to go for however long she needs to go and she has to do whatever she has to do. And let me tell you something, it ain't some 28 day wonder. And very likely, if you do what I might make available to you based on what I hear from this group when you come back, you might never, ever return to your hometown again, ever. Because that's where you do drugs. That's where you get the stuff. That's where your triggers are. That's where it happens. I'm talking about, we're not gonna do this just to kind of fill the square and make nice television. I'm saying you may wind up living in Eugene, Oregon, or Paris, France, I don't know, but you won't be back where you threaten your own life with drugs every day. Your life as you know it is going to change dramatically, or I want no part of this. I want no part of this if we're not going all the way. And So you guys, I'm not gonna waste the resources. I want you guys to go back, Bones, AJ, I wanna take these guys back. We will shut this show down and let you speak as a family. And we're just gonna take a big, long break until you get back.
0: Right we're doing this. This is it, this is the last time. This is it, we're done, we're clean, we're sober, we're gonna be responsible adults and make good decisions, right? From now on, two choices, you're gonna make the right one, the good one, right? and whatever Dr. Phil
4: says is what you're gonna do.
2: You gotta want it, Seth. You don't want it? I do want it. Not
0: us, do it. Let's do a
2: group hug. Love you, right?
0: We're in agreement, we're in. Whatever we gotta do. We're in.
1: We're back, you've just been watching a couple of commercial messages for a few minutes, but we've actually been gone a pretty good while because I asked Tiffany, her biological parents, Ken and Susie, and stepmother, Christy, to go backstage and discuss whether or not they are ready, not just as uh, Tiffany, but as a family unit to do what has to happen to really give Tiffany a chance to get clean and sober once and for all. And I, I, I have to say, you know, one of the things that frustrates me most in in this profession over the years is people that like they'll have a kid or someone that's creating a lot of problems and they'll drag them to the altar of the therapist, drop them off and say, okay, fix them and we'll be back when you call. Well, it's just not that easy. You know, no, no, no. You're not going to just drop them off. Everybody's staying. Everybody's staying because there's, a, there's more to it than just her. You're the squeaky wheel, you're making the noise, but it's about everybody. So I ask you guys to go back and sit down and see if you could redefine a family dynamic here because I can't do this if y'all are gonna sabotage me. Tell me what you have to say.
2: We're hopeful you can give us some guidance or, or put us on a path to what, whatever we need to do to, to save our daughter. And um, she wholeheartedly has shared with us that, that she wants help. I'm just just pleased to know that she is is still reaching out for some some help. And, and us as a family we want we want we're here. And, and I feel I'm gonna go. And you've you've enlightened me a lot on, on some of the, the things that I've done that I've I've recognized that I guess I've the car and the, the monies and and all those things. I think. Uh, um, we're gonna come to grips with that as
1: well. Now, I want you to look me in the eye and tell me I, I said I was a hundred percent accessible I'm 110,
0: to her. Oh, a hundred and ten percent. I'm doing this. She's, she's done.
1: You, you she, get it. I you're get tired it. of I being used You're tired of being manipulated. You're done. tired of her using your love as a mother against you done. You're you're done. Oh Done. No cars. No money. Done. No excuses. You're through parenting out of guilt. She can live under a bridge Because you've been parenting from guilt. Done. You're behind this 100%. Yes. You want to do this? I do. There's no leaving this time. You start making noise about leaving, we'll get a 5150 commitment. Put your ass right back where you were. <laughs> and you understand that they're now on my side. Yep. And I'm on your side. So we're all pulling for you. I have what I believe are the best people in the country to do this. Uh, Rich women stand up if you would. Uh, I, I've worked with Rich for a number of years. He is now. Uh, he's, he, he's part of our team here. And he guides us and, and, and gives us input on placements and where people need to be and that sort of thing because we have to be the only television show in the history of television and on the globe that does this for our guests. I mean, (laughs) we we have a a 100% resource program. Whoever comes on on our show, I'm never under the impression that I'm doing eight minute cures up here. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've cured your family dynamic. What I've tried to do is be a, a compass for you, an emotional compass that gives you a wake up call gets your attention and points you in the right direction. And then I'm gonna provide, through their help, resources to empower you as a family to be a positive instead of a negative in this. So you're gonna to have to do a lot of work in her absence. It isn't just like, okay, got rid of her, woohoo! Right. Uh, you got a lot of work to do while she's gone. Right. And I'm gonna provide that to you at our expense, not yours. Thank you. And what I ask in return is you grab on with both hands and you do this. Velvet, stand up if you would. This is Velvet Mangum. She's here. Uh, Velvet is the CEO and founder of Safe Harbor Treatment Center for Women. Velvet, your facility is going to meet her on many different levels, not just detox and, and addiction, but all of the issues that particularly women face in dealing with this. Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. There's a long process to recovery, and it begins with admission, and that's what this family's done today. You are burning the bridge behind you right here, as scary as that is. We've done this before. Okay? All right. We'll be right back. Closed captioning provided by. If you would like to purchase a DVD or transcript of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866 4 drphil phil That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. I wanna thank all of my guests today and a very special thanks to Safe Harbor Treatment Center for Women and on-site workshops. I I really appreciate the skill that they bring to this. Look, drug addiction is a disease, but it can be controlled, it can be managed. We've got lots of resources on DrPhil.com, so if you're in that situation yourself or somebody you love, go there, but it doesn't get better with time. Don't put it off. Thanks for being here. I want to thank all of my guests today and a very special thanks to safe harbor treatment center for women and on-site workshops i I really appreciate the skill that they bring to this look drug addiction is a disease but it can be controlled it can be managed we've got lots of resources on drphil.com so if you're in that situation yourself or somebody you love go there but it doesn't get better with time don't put it off thanks for being here